Hi, this is Dr. Tom Rogers at Performance Medicine, opening up a new segment called Five at Five. We're going to do this every Wednesday afternoon. In fact, you'll be my last patients of the day, um, meaning five questions from patients at five o'clock. So next week or during the week, if you have questions you want me to talk about next week, just email us at performancemedicine.net or call the office. It's totally anonymous, so we're not going to mention anybody's names or anything. But um, I hope this really helps you out a lot because a lot of people like to um, hear questions answered that you might not necessarily want to look at your doctor about in the face. So this is totally anonymous, and I hope it really starts off a good segment. But um, anyway, so we have five questions today. Obviously, most all of them are going to be about coronavirus, COVID-19, SARS-2, whatever you want to call it. So we are going to focus on that. My first question is, what's the current thinking about COVID-19? Well, you know, it's hard for me to believe that one guy eats a bat in Wuhan, China, and this happens to the world. But who am I to know? Maybe we'll find out in the future. I'm not going to guess about it. But, you know, it's a terrible pandemic. We all know that. It's all anybody's thinking about. The greatest minds in the world are working on this right now. So, uh, and we're making progress. Um, current stats, there's over 2 million infections worldwide, over 125,000 deaths. In the United States, we have 600,000 infections with 25,000 deaths. And currently, the United States leads the world in that. So it's a sad fact. Um, so what do I think about, you know, what we should think about it? In my mind, we're making progress because we're starting to see a little bit of a flattening of the curve. Now, here we are in northeast Tennessee. We haven't hit the, the peak yet for sure, but um, we're hoping that it's not as bad as predicted around here. And things in New York are tending to trend off just a little bit. Um, so there is hopeful news. I think the key is going to be, like everybody's saying, testing of both the antigen to see if you have it and the antibody to see if you're immune to it. I think when we make those tests worldwide available, um, then it's going to really help us out a lot and maybe go far in reopening of our country as far as all the things you need to be doing. Um, I have noticed a lot of families getting together and people out walking and you know hopefully there's, there's going to be some positive things that come out of this i'm already seeing a lot of it and the last question will focus a lot on that um, as far as health goes one interesting question i got matter of fact it was the first question i got over facebook uh, this week um, was about what about the mtfr gene if you have that are you more at risk well for those of you that don't know the MTHFR gene is a methylation gene that's really too complex to take on right now as far as what it is, but because it, it took me years to really understand this gene. In fact, I have the double mutation of this gene myself, as do 20% of Americans. So basically, it's a methylation defect that can be a risk factor for heart disease, blood clots, miscarriages, 
um, a lot of things. And we do test for this gene here in the office. And what can you do about it? Well, there's a lot of stuff you can do about it. And basically the key points in here is to test it to see if you have the gene and if you have a high homocysteine level, which is an inflammatory amino acid that can be a risk factor for heart disease as well as other things, um, like I mentioned before. And basically what it leads to is a deficiency in B12 and folate. So it's, it's a pretty simple cure really or treatment for it you also need to pop, probably take a blood thinner like a, a small dose of aspirin along with a methylated form of b12 and methylated form of folate not folic acid so it's kind of complex it's a good question um you know a lot of my patients are really well read and they research things so it's a great question so are you more at risk for this if from getting bad covid19 and dying well if you haven't treated it probably because as you know COVID-19 is as much a heart uh, disease as it is a lung disease it's really interesting so the answer to that question is no not if you're taking your methylated b12 folate and maybe trimethylglycine getting your risk factors down for those heart problems then you know, you're fine, you're even with everybody else, so it's something you should be doing anyway, as is a lot of the things you should be doing to prevent this illness that we'll talk about in a minute. Um, so, um, short answer, yeah, you should treat your MTHFR and see if you have it. Um, another question, who in my family should be worried about this disease, this virus? Well, everybody should be concerned about it. That's why we're doing social distancing. That's why we're maybe wearing masks. I certainly wear them in the office and um, when I go to the grocery store. Um, so you need to remember to wash your hands. Keep your hands out of your face. Practice social distancing. Don't get around people that have been exposed or do have the, the virus themselves. So that's common sense stuff. Um, so... But you're particularly at risk if you have hypertension, high blood pressure, if you're obese, if you have diabetes, if you have lung disease like asthma or emphysema, COPD, um, if you're elderly, you're certainly more at risk for this than a younger person is. Now, we've seen some younger persons, you know, unbelievably coming down with this uh, that we can't explain, but it's, it's kind of a rarity. Um, so I do emphasize that if you have those medical conditions that we, we usually term metabolic syndrome, then um, you need to take note. Now, some people with hypertension are really at risk. Um, so, and they're questioning, well, should I take my ACE inhibitor, my ARB? Um, current evidence shows that you should not stop taking these for your high blood pressure, but if you do come down with COVID, hopefully your physician will stop those medications and put you on something else that will control your blood pressure. Because there's a lot of evidence that the ACEs and ARBs um, do act on this, the virus acts on these ACE receptors that could make it more penetrable. So that's something to take into consideration. But for now, um, don't stop taking your blood pressure medicines. Um, 
or any medications that you normally take, um, except maybe tone down on the uh, the Motrin, the ibuprofen. Um, for some reason, that may be a risk factor if you're currently taking a lot of Motrin uh, for inflammation. Um, and the interesting thing about this virus is it it's probably not the virus it's, that can kill you with this. It's your body's own inflammatory response. Some people call it a cytokine storm. Um, so, and you know, we've checked for cytokines for years in people to see if they're at risk for other things, but it's particularly important with this. So that's why we're kind of treating COVID-19 early on to prevent that major cytokine storm that's filling your lungs up with inflammation and killing you. As a matter of fact, you know, we talk about all the shortages of ventilators. Well, you know, we may not be that short on ventilators. Um, it seems that about 80% of people that are putting on ventilators are going to die anyway. So the point is to use something different if you're oxygen starved, and then a ventilator is definitely a last resort. Um, but it can save lives. But um, the, the thing is, treat this thing early, which leads me into my next question. Should I take hydroxychloroquine and z and zinc um, if I have this? My short answer is, would I do it? Yeah, I would definitely do it. Um, you know, there's a lot of controversy about this. You know, everybody knows that Dr. or President Trump, not Dr. Trump, President Trump, but it turns out he may have more common sense than some of these doctors, like Dr. Fauci, redeemed, you know, viral epidemiologist, uh, allergy, head of the National Allergy Institute. Well, he's an older guy who probably doesn't practice a lot of clinical medicine anymore, and he's kind of old school, academic, and what a lot of these guys are saying is, no, we need a double-blind placebo-controlled trial before we do this. Well, Guys, we don't have enough time for that, and it's been shown out of France and some other countries that it's saving lives. Every doctor I've talked to, and I've interviewed quite a few of them in the last two weeks, are definitely going to take it themselves. Some are already taking it prophylactically, which I don't think you need unless you're on the front lines like they are. But um, there's a lot of evidence that this really shortens the viral load. Now, and there is a difference between chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine, which is the much safer one. Chloroquine is a little bit more dangerous as far as prolonging that QT interval for your heart, making some heart patients a little more prone to cardiac arrhythmias. So that's something that you need to, if you look at a study like out of Brazil that showed they're not using it there. They're not using chloroquine, but most people are still using hydrochloroquine and z and zinc. Now, there's another medicine, an antiviral, that was helpful in Ebola, remdesivir, which um, may work as well or maybe even better. The problem with it, it's, it's rare. It's hard to get. Hydroxychloroquine and z are plentiful. Now, they're putting restrictions on it unduly, but um, I'm certainly going to treat patients with that uh, regardless if I'm convinced they don't have heart disease and after I talk with them if, you know, early on for treatment to prevent them from going into the hospital with respiratory failure. So I don't have any qualms at all about treating somebody early uh, with this. Um, 
In fact, I've already treated a couple over the phone that I was convinced had it. Um, but anyway, um, and things went well, as a matter of fact. But um, the last question that I really wrote down myself, how will medicine change after this crisis is over? Well, I think, it'll, I think the whole world will change in a lot of reasons, but you know, being a healthcare care uh, provider, um, I think it'll change a lot of the way we look at health care. Um, you know, if you look at the demographics of who's dying from this disease, most of them that I see are obese. They have high blood pressure. They may be diabetic. I mean, it's definitely selecting out a population that is more at risk with this metabolic syndrome. You know, and when I went out on my own about 15 years ago, and established performance medicine, my chief goal was to fight obesity. Because as a family doc, I found myself just putting people on one medicine after the another for their blood pressure, their cholesterol, um, their diabetes. And they, I mean, there's multiple medicines for each problem. And then they got depressed or their knees are wearing out or they're having back problems. They're obese. That's our country's major problem is obesity. And I'm seeing that really select out these patients that are dying from COVID-19. So I think we'll hopefully focus not on putting people on more medications, but getting them leaner, getting them off medications they don't need and learning how to eat, how to exercise, how to sleep, how to take care of themselves and kind of be their own doctor. You know, as doctors, we really should be coaches teaching people how to not get on too many medications that are unduly pushed by big pharma. Um, so I also think it'll, it'll help in a lot of ways because, as you know, we have a lot of bureaucrats running medicine, insurance companies, hospital executives, you know, people that are that are taking away from the patient-doctor interaction, which is the most important thing about health, is um, doctor-patient, provider-patient, and teaching you how to prevent these diseases and put you in a position where your immune system can't fight off something like this crazy, terrible pandemic that we're having right now. So prevention is going to be key. I hope it shortcuts some of the FDA and CDC guidelines for, you know, making things more available, you know, and common sense things. I mean, common sense in this thing is, is terribly important. And so I want you to look at, at yourself, look at your family, your neighbors, and help them out right now. Look towards the future. The future's bright. I really think there's a lot of things that have come out of this that we're going to be way ahead of where we were because we're really focused on health right now. Um, and we're focused on our families, you know, the important things in life. Everybody's taking a step back and reevaluating their lives, you know, um, what's important. And I think a lot of good things are going to come out of that. So I hope this 5 at 5 helps every Wednesday. And when we get out of this crisis, of course, we're going to be talking about more specifically things that you can do for yourself to stay healthy. That's the focus of our practice here. And things are available to help you with that. More natural stuff. You know, I'm a medical doctor. Of course I use medications. But if I can prevent that, you know, of course I'm going to do it. Um,
anyway it's been great on this first session um, with any questions please don't hesitate to um, email your questions to performancemedicine.net or call our offices and um, we're going to do this again next Wednesday um, and hopefully every Wednesday um, so take care of yourself so that you can take care of others we'll see you next week